Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Munei with Rufuno on Radio 2000. So yes, first time playing it, a novel piece of music for this show in particular. And I am so excited. Like I was saying earlier, that if he is a new discovery for you, then I'm very happy for you because you are going to love him. Absolutely. I think also if you um, love and appreciate artists like... um, Malian uh, guitarist and musician um, Vio Fakatore. If you like artists like Boloja from Swaziland, then you are going to love. You're going to love uh, um, uh, Munei, that is. And he joins me on the line. I am so excited to finally do this. We have been uh, chit-chatting back and forth for a few weeks now, and he's finally on the show. Very, very delighted to have you on the line. Mr. Munei Masbigiri, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and how are you? I am super. So you and I were talking uh, a little bit earlier just uh, in preparation for what's going to be happening tonight. And you were uh, having a delicious dinner. Um, I want you to share with my listeners what you were having uh, for dinner because it just just sounded so mouth-watering. I don't know if um, a lot of people will know this, but I was having chidzimba. It's a pima, peanut and multiple bean concoction mm. that's mm. like yeah it's really really nice it's that, really really nice that is music to my ears because i like you am a big foodie as as they same, call us <laughs> oh I'm, I'm stunning stunning i love you know i just absolutely love how you love and embrace who you are your culture through the music mm. through how you dress through the food it's beautiful to see. Of course, you um, come from Venda, from uh, mm-hmm. Toyando, if I'm not mistaken. So all um, of this, so I, I come from yeah, just like a few kilometers from Tambo, like roughly nine kilometers. But Tambo is my nearest town. Okay, okay, great. So what's what what's the village that you're from? Chilafen. Uh, okay, stunning. And you know, you just you just embrace uh, who you are, and it just comes naturally. Um, a lot of the time, you know, people come to the big city or the big lads of Joburg and try and fit into spaces where they don't necessarily belong. You know, they try to mm-hmm. to make themselves fit into to certain spaces. So, what was it for you that was like, you know, I'm just going to come as I am, accept me. Or don't accept me. I think because um, growing up here, I, I, I always had an idea of what city life was like, mm. you know, and I always assumed that one would have to assimilate in order to to exist or uh, to to, like, to exist in that space. And when I got to the big city, and I, I realized that, uh, like, it, it tended to be a little bit homogenous, if that's mm. the right mm. word. Mm. And, like, there's a lot of assimilation here. A lot of people try to do the same thing, the same way, and it's called the city life. But the way I was raised, you know, and the way I was sort of, like, grounded, like, didn't allow me to sort of fit in those spaces. I'm not necessarily saying that it's a bad thing, you know, it's a bad culture. But I was just sort of, like, drawn to how I was raised and mostly my grandmother, you know. So that was sort of my connection to her, that if I maintain 
how I was raised and this is the way you know I was taught, then I'll only ha- I'll always have that connection with home. Mm, no, absolutely, and you know, um, having having uh, been introduced to your music and been listening now for um, a couple of, of weeks, in fact, a few months since uh, my introduction to your music. And I just absolutely love it. A lot of people have described it as um, a healing experience or a meeting with the gods. And I get exactly what that's about. But I want to talk particularly before we get into you know, the intricacies of you know how you were raised, being raised by your grandmother and a lot of... Um, her influence in your your choice of topic or your choice of of music that you want to put out there as a vessel as a conduit but um the 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 genre that you've chosen the indie folk music um i love this genre because i feel like there are a lot of you know african artists that have taken to it and mm-hmm. it can absorb any um tradition or culture or yes. language yes. um mm-hmm. and of course yours is chivenda i was speaking to yes. another um another duo of women uh, a couple of weeks ago and they do similar uh, indie folk music but in iskosa so like i'm saying oh, wow. it can take it can take on uh, different forms so what was it about yes. this particular genre that stood out for you and you wanted to go in that particular direction I think it's more of not wanting to belong to like one place. Like you said, it can take multiple forms mm. and it can be expressed in multiple languages. Mm. So I figured, you know, if I say I'm an Afro-pop artist, um, some of, you know, the expression, the way my music will come out will not necessarily be Afro-pop, but I will want to express it like that. And I didn't want to box myself. And I thought like, you know, indie folk is more, open even though mm, you know i sometimes mm, feel like the genres that. are a bit yeah. problematic mm. especially in in an african context because you know we're like using a a western um sort of like standard and measure mm, you know and mm. some of our sounds don't really fit in those into boxes, anything but like, yeah 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 it really doesn't and it's like indie folk and more world music sort of fit in that in you know in in like what I was trying to achieve. I mean, I'm open to like doing more things, but I think in this moment in time, that's just what I'm more inclined to. Oh man, so beautiful. If you've just tuned in, welcome to The Rhythm. We are in conversation with an amazing Chivenda indie folk singer and songwriter, Mune. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned the other artists that I think, uh, you know, you, you, you would fit in with that sound and, you know, people that have got to appreciate them. Uh, would appreciate your music. Uh, Farkatore, as I've mentioned, from Mali, uh, Boloja from Swaziland. Uh, but I want to know about your musical influences, man. Do you, do you come from, from music or who influenced you? Because, um, there's another gentleman, uh, who, uh, is now late and he was a formidable force in the world of, uh, you know, traditional Chivenda music, Mr. Chivangau Rendani. And he uh, used to tell these stories about how he would make his own guitar, you know, out of tin mm-hmm. cans in his village. Oh, wow. And then he would just entertain people <laughs> at stockfells and parties, etc. Um, oh, so wow. your love affair with music, where did it begin? And your love affair with the guitar in particular? Uh, 
Okay. So my, my love affair with music is, I think it's very interesting because my father's side of the family is very musical, mm. but we're not, we're, not, we're not very close. So I think that's where it comes from genetically because mm. on mm. my mother's side, um, nobody else really is musical except for my grandmother. She's not like the best singer, but she's, she's very lyrical. You know, she hums her own lyrics mm. here and there. Mm. Um, but I, I remember when I was in grade seven, and 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 I, it was a school farewell thing happening, and I decided, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing, and I sang. I think it was a Chris Brown song, and after that I'm like, I'm onto something. But I also grew up an overconfident child, so couldn't tell if I really was onto something or if love I was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought I could do everything. And when I got to high school, I joined the, to the school choir, you know, making it past audition um, with sort of like a, a stamp that, hey, you're doing something, you know. And the, the guitar actually happened in my first year because I finished my trick in 2013. So mm-hmm. in 2014, I went to the University of Vanda and I was doing a biochemistry and microbiology degree. No way. And you did... Bi- right? What? Bi- what? <laughs> I was like a biology, physics, statistics, and mathematics major. Really? You know? That yeah. is so I mean, fascinating. I, it was fascinating, but I, I, I wasn't passionate about it. So I spent mm. time banking classes and playing guitar and learning. And then eventually I dropped out and I took a gap year. And I remember, um, I only get surprisingly, because when I learned, a friend of mine had a guitar book that I read for a few months. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then, I, then then another friend had a guitar, and I was like, hey, I've been reading up on guitar theory. Can I check out your guitar? And when I picked up the guitar, you know, I could remember some of the things that I'd read, I read in, in the book, and it sort of made sense. So that's where it came from. When I, in 2015, I moved to Joburg, mm-hmm. and I was like couch surfing on, you know, friends' couches. Yeah. Uh, friends I'd met on social media even, and I remember this one friend of mine, um, Jabulo, we went to, to his church. Uh, I slept over this house and we went to his church. And then I got there. Uh, I was saying to his worship leader, oh my gosh, uh, I love your guitar. Can I try play? And he was like, sure. And after playing, he was like, do you have a guitar? I was like, no. And he gave me a guitar on the spot. I just met the guy. So I just I kept practicing. And in 2016, I started writing my own songs. Uh, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. You Pretty know, I'm, I'm listening to the story and I'm thinking this all happened so recently, but it just sounds like, yeah. you know, it, it it was clearly going to happen. Um, Either when you were yeah. six or 50 or now in your <laughs> 20s. One it, or another. It yeah. was just going to happen. Such a beautiful story, man. Such a beautiful story. So, you know, I want to go back to, um, of course, talking about uh, your Makulu, who you love so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes up uh, quite often in the conversations that you have, whether it's, uh, you know, like we're chatting now or on, on, on social media or in whatever space. Mm-hmm. So she's got quite a big influence in your life. And um, I've always just thought that, you know, people that were raised by their grandmothers are just, they just have a very special energy about them. They right. have a special humility. <laughs> yeah, a, a different humility. They um, have a, a respect for whatever it is that they do, um, an appreciation of life that I think is is really different. And I think when you, it's just living or sharing a space with someone who 
has lived for many years and has experienced many things, it really teaches you all kinds of things. So talk to me about your love for your grandmother and, you know, the role that she's played. And um, I would like to think that everything you know and everything that you've decided for yourself and how you move around and the, the, the decisions that you make as a young adult, that she's influenced it all. Mm-hmm. She really has. She really has influenced uh, all my decisions and mm-hmm. pretty much mm-hmm. everything I know. So my mom had me when she was, you know, I think, eighteen. She was really young. She was mm-hmm. eighteen. Mm-hmm. My dad was like nineteen, so they were high school sweethearts. Oh. Um, and mm-hmm. she, she she left and she went to to go study and she left she left me with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother is pretty much the the only mother I've known all my life, mm-hmm. and. My grandmother is a hard-working woman, so I pretty much did everything with her. So she'd, we'd go to the orchard together, like I was a backpack, and she wouldn't even let me go play with other kids. You know? Oh, wow. She'd say, oh, no, you're soft, they're going to bully you, all this, that. Mm. And we sort of, that's where connection came from. And, you know, I'd go to school, and I'd come back, and she knew what time I came back, and she would... She'd cook for me, so every time I, I I'd come home, I'd, I'd come back to a freshly pre- prepared meal. Hmm. And I mean, as a, growing up, I just thought, I mean, that's what a grandmother is supposed to do. That's what a parent is supposed to do. But I think when I when I had to leave home and go to the big city, I think that's when I started realizing just how much she was doing because now I had to do everything for myself, you know. The, the the small battles that she would fight for me without even saying I sort of I, I, I mean I sort of like started realizing that actually this is this is way bigger than I imagined. So my grandmother is pretty much my my pillar, and she's also influenced why I sort of like also sing in my own language, you know, mm, primarily mm, now because because mm, mm, she, she didn't mm. get an opportunity to go to school to to you know to 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 to, to, to reasons. Um, and I, I thought, you know, I can write in many languages. I can sing in English or whatever language, but she won't understand. And most of my music is me saying, you've taught me this. Uh, mm. If, you know, mm. you had to comment mm. on something, this is what she'd probably, probably say. And I wanted her to actually hear that, you know. Oh. I wanted her to like, sort of like hear what I'm saying when I write. So it's been so funny because now I'm in Zanda and I came back to, to sort of like take care of her mm. while she goes to mm. her surgery. And I've been playing her some of my demos and she's, you know, she's been correcting me saying, oh no, that doesn't make sense. Oh, it's better if you say it like that. And I was thinking to myself, what if I hadn't made the decision to say it now? Like, I probably would not be getting this wisdom, this insight from this individual who's shaped all of me. So, yeah, she's she's really dear to me, and she's she's a hero, yeah. Oh, that is just so beautiful, and I'm so happy that she is around to smell mm-hmm. the flowers that yes. you are presenting to her, um, you know, whilst, while, while she still can, while she still can receive them. Really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, Mune, we started with your debut single uh, titled Lufuno, and I want mm-hmm. to know who Lufuno is. Um, um. <laughs> I'm just interested. Wow. Who is she? <laughs> so, this is quite an interesting story, I'd like to believe. Um, mm. It's one of those songs that I think was in my subconscious, um, my subconsciousness for a while. Mm. So, 
it, it speaks to two things, actually. So firstly, it speaks to the to absent fathers in our country. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, when I, after I dropped that, I went to go study again. And one of my modules was history. And, you know, I was looking at how, you know, during the great diamond discovery or whatever mineral was discovered, you know, um, a lot of, like, men would leave their households to travel far, far, far to go work in these mines. And, you know, they would earn money, but it wouldn't be enough for them to keep traveling back. And also, transport systems are not as advanced, you know, and also with the systems then, you know, you couldn't just travel. So they would end up settling and starting families and they would Mm. just forget about their families. So the phone is about a father who leaves home and he goes to wherever and he doesn't come back but he leaves behind two children two sons and the first one is is Rufuno so mm. usually in our African culture and sort of like in our tradition you know the first born child has this role of you're going to take care of the family when your father is normal um, you know it's sort of like something that we grow up hearing and you you become the hope of the family that oh we might not have been able to achieve this, but as our firstborn child, we believe you're going to work hard and you're going to be the first to do one, two, three. So there's already that pressure on Gufuno. So he decides one day to wake up and go and look for his father. Mm. But it's not a planned mm-hmm. trip. He just, you know, it's abrupt. It's, he just wakes up one morning and decides, you know what, I'm actually going to look for my father. But he also does not come back. So the song is written through his brother's lens, his real brother's lens, saying, you know, you're such a kind person. You know, I can't find fault in you. Um, when you left, you were going to look for our father. Where are you? Mother is very sad. Um, it's bad enough that our father has left already. Where are you? So it speaks to that. It speaks to, you know, our history and how that history has sort of like mm-hmm. become a culture now, mm, mm, mm. even though it's informed by so many reasons, but it also speaks of lost love, you know. So it speaks of love. I always make the scenario where it's like two people who are in love, and you know, the spark just dies. No one is doing anything sinister, or mm. they didn't find a lover out there, you know, they're not entangled in, in, in any way. And the spark dies, but there's just two people who who now become strangers. And now the question is, you know, love, where are you? Because the phone means love. Yes. So now, it, you know, it also now means, you know, literally like, love, where have you gone? So that's what it speaks to. <sighs> so beautiful. You know, I really, I, I just love... Um, how mature and refined your approach to music is, the subject matter, um, you know, the complexities of human existence, love, upbringing. It's all just beautiful. And I'm very excited for the future of Muni and the music that you're going to put out. As I'm so, I really, like, I cannot even put into words and enough facial expressions and hand gestures how excited i am but there's a brand new song that debuted just a few short days ago on friday in fact uh, yes. uh which translates yes. to loneliness or wududu yes. as it were yes. so yeah tell tell us about it because i'm about uh to of course play that that piece in a in just a bit oh again back to my grandmother mm. so <laughs> 
and not just my grandmother also, and just also it's just a, another touchy thing that happened. Um, you know, getting to varsity, it, mm. it, you know, again after dropping out, coming to UJ in 2016, um, it was it was quite a tough time, you know, because I had gone from a university that was nine kilometers from my grandmother's house to mm-hmm. being 540 kilometers now, yeah, and. Not having a great relationship with my mother or my father or any of my relatives and sort of feeling alone in the big city. So in 2018, I remember um, I had a fallout with my landlord and I and I moved out and I was sort of like homeless. So I was crashing with a friend mm-hmm. and I remember going mm-hmm. to, 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 to visit another friend who lived in the same complex as my friend and getting there. And this friend of mine was like, hey, um, I've been working on an instrument so I'd like to play it for you. And when we played it, something in me just took me back home. It felt so cold and so sad and so lonely. And I kept thinking of my grandmother. And I, and I was thinking about how she raised so many people. She raised the whole village. And now everyone has sort of left, including myself, to go focus on our own lives. And now she's left alone, you know. And I was thinking, in my old age, I would probably want to be surrounded by the people I've raised, the fruits of my labor. Mm. And I would want to be surrounded by my grandchildren. But unfortunately, you know, with the world we live in and sort of where the opportunities are, we end up having to sort of go further from our homes. So when I wrote that song, I was thinking of a phone call that I had with my grandmother where she said, oh, it's nice to talk to you. It's nice to talk to someone. I talk to myself more than I used to nowadays, you know. And that made me feel very sad. Then I could, it, it's as if I could envision her loneliness. And also right. I was thinking, because also it was my, my family in 2018. In varsity, you create a whole ecosystem. You know, you know at this time you meet your friends here, you do this. And in final year, you realize that actually we're about to go our separate ways. Some are going to get jobs. Mm-hmm. Some are going to start their own businesses. Some are going to move home. But we won't all be there. And I was also just thinking of my own loneliness. That you know, already I was so anxious about being in the big city, and this little sense of security that I'd created is about to be taken away from me. Um, so that also brought a lot of loneliness. And I wanted to confront that loneliness, you know, fully. Mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. want to to write a cover up. So I wanted to say I'm feeling extremely lonely and I'm feeling desperate, and I don't know what I'll do. I don't know which way to go. But also in the end, I wanted to say, I might be feeling lonely, but I'm also hopeful that tomorrow will be a better day. I'm also hopeful that, you know, I'll, you know, I'll live long, but this is me, my grandmother's, through my grandmother's lens, saying, you know what, I'll live long and maybe I'll live long enough for my grandchildren, my children to come back to me. You know, all your life spirit, all your life um, experiences are just so relatable. Mm -hmm. I think there are many, uh, you know, African, South African, uh, you know, youngsters that can relate to Mm -hmm. what it's like to, you know, to 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 be in your situation, being raised by your grandmother and then moving in with friends Mm -hmm. and then coming to the big city and all these experiences and all these things that happen in between. 
So beautiful. And thank you for sharing because definitely, I think for those that were able to experience your music early on that talk about how healing it is, how inspiring Mm -hmm. it is, how it is helping us to move forward and find and love and appreciate who we are, then we are definitely joining that circle as well. So, Monet, thank you very much um, for this little chat that we just had. And I'm very excited for the new album. So, are you going going to be releasing a new album? Voodoo is out. Is there going to be an album coming? Speaking of which, um, well, I would love to put out an album. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm doing a fundraiser, actually, for that. Because, you know, due to COVID, um, I, I can't exactly gig. And, you know, music is my primary job. I can't exactly gig, so, you know, I would have used gigs to fundraise for the album. Also, mm-hmm. being an independent artist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, not being signed to a label that will give you money and resources to go record. I've been doing a fundraiser through a, a backup buddy, so if there's anyone listening who feels touched and would like to donate, you know, a sum or the full amount, <laughs> that would be lovely. And I think after our fundraising, which I believe will be successful, because also the song that we put out, um, it is, we, we looked at how much we'd raised and we realized we could actually afford to put out a song. Um, so we believe that we're going to raise all the money and then I should be putting out a, a body of work soon. But definitely, definitely, definitely putting out another single soon, soon, soon. Oh. And after that, it's a full body of work. I cannot wait. I can't wait for, you know, the full body of work, as it were. But yes, Munei on Radio 2000, Our Music, Your Memories, the brand new song, Wurudu, is what you're hearing right now. Thank you, Munei. Thank you so much. Love to you. you. Love to you, my darling. Thank you. Radio 2000 Podcast.